unless otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in these stories and audio narrations are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The stories and audio narrations are not intended as a substitute for the medical advice of physicians. The reader and or listener should consult a physician in matters related to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. Mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Zen medicine. I'm an intuitive tantric Reiki healer. I'm neither formally trained nor educated in being a tantra or Reiki healer. I'm just pretty plugged into the universe. And this is my calling, for better or for worse. How people find me? Well, there's word of mouth and divine timing. Here's my story. I was in the middle of yoga when Henry appeared. In my mind's eye, my spirit guide was smiling at me. I'm not done with morning salutations, Henry, I said as I breathed and continued to stretch. And what did I tell you about forewarnings? He rolled his eyes at me, his words and feelings washing over me. With the exception of bad things happening, you don't want to know. I felt a bit of his exasperation. Yes, yes, I remember. But he purposely disremembers because he loves giving me heads up on everything. Yes, I'm quite intuitive, but I really don't want to know what's coming around the corner. An element of surprise is always good for a growing soul. At that moment, when my cell phone buzzed, Hemi blinked away. I ignored it, but no matter how much I resolved to finish my morning yoga, I grabbed my cell phone the second I finished only in my son's salutations. I was pushing the button to my voicemail when Dean waltzed into my living room, bringing with him the sexy scent of sandalwood and bergamot. He never disappointed in his choice of clothing as I glanced up at him, pausing from my phone. Slick black hair with toned, tanned skin. Light gray form-fitting suit with a deep burgundy vest and matching leather burgundy Oxford shoes. He was fit and trim and was really a gorgeous piece of man flesh. But he didn't bend that way. Removing his Ray-Ban sunglasses, his deep blue eyes ran over my messy hair and unkept self. Making himself comfortable on my sofa, he shook his elegant head. I'm ready for coffee, sweetheart. And you're still doing yoga. You know, Dean, I began with a big sigh. I'm seriously reconsidering you having my house key. Keegan thinks you're my roommate. I brushed a tendril of hair out of my face. And what were you doing here anyway when he got here? I forgot my shades from the other day. He waved his Ray-Bans. I was fetching them when I met that lovely officer. He arched a dark brow, which is why I'm here this early too. A gorgeous man, Keegan. Why can't he be my soulmate? He sighed dreamily as he shook his head, his long fingers beckoning me. Details, please? 
I don't doubt that Dean thinks that Keegan's my soulmate. His matchmaking track record was running a winning streak since ever. But still, a part of me really wonders if Keegan's it. He's a skeptic, I said as I shook my head, sitting down on the living room floor and folding my legs into a loose lotus position. Open-minded? Not sure. But you know I'm not going to rush this. Dean's sharp blue eyes narrowed on me. You're thinking to break my winning streak. He shook his lean face. Uh-uh, honey, no you don't. It may take time to crack that nut, but he is the one. There still is free will, you know, I said sourly as I glared at him. I have zero interest in wanting to change anyone's mind about anything. I'm not his fucking mother, I muttered. He waved his hand dismissively at me. You do you, sweetheart. I've done my part with the universe by sending him your way. It's up to you to do whatever with it. But he shook his head again, his eyes looking up at the ceiling. Uh, 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 why he can't be my soulmate, damn it. I looked back at my cell phone and finally listened to my voicemail. Keegan. My moderate-sized studio apartment was located in a high tower in Tribeca, and Keegan's coffee shop was located in midtown Manhattan. It wasn't a Starbucks, but a bustling hole-in-the-wall shop that swamped me with the lovely smell of rich coffee and breakfast stuff. Breakfast is absolutely the meal of champions as far as I'm concerned. It was almost 6.30 in the morning, but the place was plenty busy. In the stream of customers, it was hard to miss him when I walked in. He was at least a head tall above most of them, his short sable hair falling slightly to one side of his face. He was sporting the makings of a beard. Thor was looking hotter each time I laid eyes on him. My God. He was sitting on a bar stool at the counter. Taking a steady breath to calm my surprising reaction, I made my way to him. His dark brown eyes watched me the entire way, and not gonna lie, it was making me feel a bit self-conscious. I haven't had this kind of reaction since, ever. He wore a dark gray suit with a trim white dress shirt. Simplicity, and he pulled it off well. The man could seriously be on the cover of GQ. I was dressed simply. A crew neck long sleeve navy top over black leggings with my usual black leather ankle boots. I had thrown my hair into a simple knot updo. My trusty black messenger bag was slung across my chest. Dean's words began to echo in my head. Nothing wrong in channeling a little bit of Cardi B, sweetheart. Yeah, but I'm not Cardi B. I returned his smile as I slid into the empty stool beside him. Morning. Hope you didn't have to wait too long. He shook his head as he waved a hand at someone. Not too long. Have you had breakfast? I shook my head firmly, my stomach growling. Nope. It's only the most important meal of the day. I'm ready to eat. His smile widened as he eyed me appreciatively. And here I thought you were one of those healthy vegan types. Moderation, my friend, I said as I placed my order for full-body Colombian coffee and a lovely breakfast sandwich. He ordered the same, and we fell into a companionable silence as we people watched. That's the thing about New York City I really enjoyed, the speed of the service, because the food came fast and hot. So you work midtown, I asked as I turned back to him, picking up my hot sandwich. I work everywhere, but yeah, I'm midtown. He sipped his black coffee. You? Same. I mumbled as I wiped a strand of hot cheese off my chin, but not today. Nice. He wiped his mouth as he chewed thoughtfully. You know, you really should think about getting your own place. 
would be more convenient, I think, rather than running all around town. I picked up my coffee, looking at him, my eyebrow quirking up. You know, you're like the second person who's given me the same unsolicited business advice. I thought about it for a moment. This is how the universe worked as well. These seemingly subtle and unrelated messages. I'll think about it. If you don't mind me asking, how long have you been doing this type of healing? I polished off my sandwich and was now nursing the cup of coffee in my hands, on and off for about eight years, give or take. But seriously, I'd say the last couple of years. Always in New York? Not really. I shook my head. Born and bred here, but we moved out when I was really young, so I don't remember much back then. We lived here and there down south, and I came back eight years ago. City life called you, huh? You can say that. I thought of the synchronicities that had led me up here. How do I explain to a skeptic like Keegan that I went where the universe called me? Yeah, not going to at the moment. I turned the conversation to him because of the crowd inside the place. Keegan and I were pressed arm to arm against each other, our faces close. Let me ask you something, Keegan. I said as I looked at him. Yeah, he responded as he leaned down to hear me better. What's up? If you don't believe in woo-woo. Then why do you want to see me? You could say I was testing him, but I figured to me as well find out now before going any further with him. His eyes searched mine for a few moments. His mouth pursed slightly. I really don't know why, he said finally, his lean face serious. But I'd like a chance to find out. He leaned into me, the corner of his mouth curving up. You okay with that, Z? I returned his smile, nodding as I pushed back against him. His honesty and directness were really beginning to resonate with me. My heart humming slightly, I cleared my throat. <clears> throat. How about you? You know where I live. Let's talk about you, Officer Keegan. By the way, is Keegan your first or last name? He smiled at me humorously. His cell phone rang at that very moment, and he shook his head in resignation. Answering it, he kept his eyes on me as he listened. I watched as he focused in on the conversation, his brows knitting into a frown. "Is she okay?" he asked, nodded as he listened. "Let me call into the station first, and I'll come over." He clicked off the phone, the frown remaining. "Everything okay?" I asked as his mouth tightened into a thin line. "Something's going on with one of my buddies." He pulled out his wallet. My eyes inadvertently looked down at his driver's license. "Han Keegan." Brooklyn address, hmm. And he made a face about my name. Sorry about this, but I have to run. Let me pay for breakfast, he said as he waved cash and the waitress promptly came over. Putting his wallet away, he looked at me. Can I call you later? I nodded, and watched him make his way out of the crowded coffee shop, tall and confident, sexy as hell. I sighed as I popped a breath mint into my mouth. Hot, hot. Henry appeared in the corner of my eye, a sense of urgency filling me. Then my cell phone buzzed. Generally speaking, I really try to stay away from hospitals. An intuitive like me can only handle short durations in these places. But my client insisted, desperately insisted, for her sister. Grounded and fortified with Henry's golden light, I entered the hospital and made my way to the front desk. From there, I was directed to an ultra-private suite, usually reserved for the wealthy. I stopped in my tracks after I turned the corner that took me into the private wing on the eighth floor. Keegan's brown eyes were as shocked as mine. 
He was standing next to another man, almost as tall but rangier in build. The blonde-haired woman beside him saw me and burst into tears, rushing over to me with outstretched arms. Thank God you came, Z. She cried as she threw her arms around me. Oh my God! Oh my God! Her name was Linda, and I had helped her on two occasions. Linda, are you okay? I asked as I hugged her lightly. The woman was hysterical, and while I waited for her to calm down, Keegan and Linda's husband came up behind her. I looked at Keegan, but he didn't say anything. Her husband gently pulled at her arm. Linda, baby, let go. Let's tell her what's happening. A man in a white coat stepped out from the room in the corner. Linda pulled away from me, but kept an ironclad hold on my arm. Turning to the doctor, Linda cried, "I'm going to talk to Daisy. Helps here." Without resisting, I let Linda pull me into the private hospital room, peachy colored and spacious, but still a sterile hospital room. The woman on the bed was abnormally pale, and I immediately knew that she was bleeding out vaginally. The color of her aura told me she was dying. Daisy, she's here. Linda said as she rushed over to the woman. She can help you. The woman's listless teal eyes looked over at me. I want to believe, she whispered as tears rolled down her cheeks. Linda believes you, so I really do want to believe too. The catch in her voice was bringing tears to my own eyes. The doctor is recommending a hysterectomy, but I want kids. She cried softly. Please help me. The doctor stood at the end of the bed, his arms akimbo. She needs surgery to stop the bleeding, not some hocus pocus. He glared at me coldly. This is completely unacceptable and unorthodox. I don't consent to this. It's not your consent that she needs, doctor. The pale woman whispered fiercely at him before returning her gaze at me. I give you all the consent you need, Z. My sister believes in you. And she's never wrong about this. I looked at her and Linda, holding my hands up at a complete loss. I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a miracle worker. I stammered. I, I don't know if I can do what you want me to do. If you worry about liability, Linda said as she looked at me, I'll take care of you. I'll take all the responsibility. I called you. Please help us. I closed my eyes, having covered my mouth with my hands. Silent as tears began to slide down my cheeks, my heart was aching, and I prayed. Henry appeared in my mind's eye, nodding firmly and smiling kindly. I am here with you. You are loved and protected, as is she. You are stronger than you know, Z. You've always been, even without my help. Have faith, my love. I breathed in deeply, zeroing into my heart chakra, and found the waiting power within. The energy in the room felt aligned, and I knew what to do. My hands grew warm as I sent my heart energy into them. Opening my eyes, I looked at Linda and her sister, nodding. The doctor stepped toward me, blustering, but stopped instantly. His brown eyes widening as my eyes met his. Shaking his head, he waved a hand at a nurse. Keegan and Linda's husband were immediately ushered out of the room, while more nurses rushed in. The doctor stayed at the foot of the bed, saying nothing. His eyes filled with acute disapproval. 
I swung my small messenger bag off and hung it on the chair by the window. There was a small wash bin in the corner, and I washed my hands thoroughly with soap and water. Turned away from the room, I closed my eyes and grounded myself even further into Mother Earth, and pulled forth her white healing energy into my heart center. Then I turned to the bed. Daisy was watching me from the inclined bed, covered only by the thin hospital gown. But I didn't touch her. I didn't need to. Closing my eyes, I breathed deeply into the white healing energy that was within me, and on the exhale, I threw out a protective energy bubble around me and Daisy. As I cast the bubble, I mentally summoned my entire team of spirit guides, as well as hers, to step forward into the protective shield to help and support both of us. Instantly, Henry and a crowd of white energy entered the bubble, filling it with love, warmth, and golden light. I heard Daisy gasp loudly, and heard others as well. Look at her heart rate monitor! Someone cried out, but I barely heard it as I opened my eyes and moved closer to Daisy. Because she was still bleeding out in her lower abdomen, I worked fast. Clear your mind of everything, Daisy. Just relax, I said clearly as I closed my eyes. I focused my mind's eye on her crown chakra at the top of her head. All of the chakras needed to be aligned and in tandem with one another, and I felt her energy working with me as I cleared the first chakra. Then I swept my hands down her body, letting flow swaths of healing energy, coating all of the chakras as I went. Third eye at the forehead, her thin throat, past her heart, and her solar plexus. When I arrived at her lower abdomen, her sacral chakra. I burst into tears. In my mind's eye, I saw him in there, in her uterus, the baby that she had lost some time ago. Daisy, I whispered tearfully, my chest rising and falling painfully. He's still in here. You have to let him go home. What? What? Daisy screamed at me. What are you talking about? Dylan is still in here. I said as tears streamed down my face. I opened my eyes to look at her. Your baby is still in here. You have to let him go. Her eyes overflowed with tears, and she started crying. No, no, I can't let him go. I love him so much, Z. I breathed heavily, crying. He needs to go home. Let Nana take him home. I whispered. Please. Her whole body shook as she cried, and I saw Baby Dylan slowly float into the air above Daisy's heart. Saw the beautiful, peaceful smile as he smiled at his mother. She held her arms out to him, and when he laid against her, she wrapped her arms around him, sobbing uncontrollably. I saw a white-haired elderly woman step forward, her arms outstretched, a tender smile on her face. Daisy saw her too. Slowly nodding at her as she opened her arms, we both watched as Baby Dylan appeared in Nana's arms, safe and snug. They slowly moved into the waiting light, and after a moment, they blinked away. Daisy fainted. Immediately, I went back to her lower abdomen and worked on both the sacral and root chakras. I poured my white healing energy into them, stroking and caressing the delicate energy centers. Within moments, they bloomed gently like lotus flowers. Their natural colors shining so beautifully that I saw them quite clearly, even with my eyes opened. I pulled back, gasping, sweating, 
and crying softly, I breathed and closed my eyes, centering myself with a heartfelt thank you to daisies and my spirit teams. I let them go and pulled back the energy bubble. As I backed away from the bed, the doctor and a team of nurses rushed around the bed. Linda came over, throwing her arms around me. We held on to each other for long moments before I pulled away from her. I needed space. I needed to be alone. As I stepped out of the room, closing the door behind me, I turned and saw Keegan. Linda's husband rushed past me into the room, leaving us alone in the corridor. His warm brown eyes held mine, and I stepped into his waiting arms, wrapping mine around his waist. Leaning against his hard chest, I cried and made a mess on his nice suit. I was wrapped in the warmth of his strong arms, and I actually had someone to lean on for once. You know her, Keegan? His friend said from behind me. I didn't hear him come out of the room. Yeah, he said, his chest rumbling softly as he spoke. We're friends. Status of the case of Linda and Daisy closed. Music credit by Kogan Audio. Story created, written, and narrated by Z. E. Lian. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider supporting us by subscribing on Apple iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us, and it is greatly appreciated. Follow the continuing story of Zen Medicine on Medium.com. Music